دایی یه فرصت خوب حالا پشت مدافع خدا داد عزیزی توی دروازه گل گل برای ایران خدا داد عزیزی Welcome back to Gobazan Podcast. My name is Arya Alaverdi. Today I'm really pleased to be joined by my two good friends, Sina from uh, podcast Radio Offside and Mohamed Ardalani from YouTube show Tupotak. Uh, good to have you both back on the podcast, guys. How are you both doing? Hi, Arya. Thank you so much for having me here. It's a pleasure to be on uh, Gold Bazan again. And I'm really excited to talk about Team Mali. And I really appreciate that you try to have at least one Sina in each of your episodes. That's really good. <laughs> yeah, perfect. Uh, Mohamed, how are you doing, man? Yo, Arya, John. Uh, I hope everyone's well. Uh, thank you for bringing me on the show again. Um, just can't wait to start. appreciate that guys make sure you subscribe to both the the great shows that these two uh, men have uh, guys today's episode is going to be an analysis of Iran versus UAE which ended 1-0 to Team Ali at an empty Azadi stadium goal coming from Mehtarami um guys let's get straight into it you know uh, pretty simple we we've qualified for the world cup now um we're still top of the group um next matches against south korea and seoul but this game was a a very difficult one we we got a red card um you know early in the second half um, the the lineup was a was a bit of a surprise overall the all the team all the players were the same from the previous game against iraq except one change khalid they got a suspended um, uh, yellow card uh, accumulation so nuraf khan came in as a surprise for this match a lot of um surprise on social media everyone thought Siavashi Azdani from Estegdol would start this match but Nur Afgan got the start everyone else was the exact same as the Iraq game guys uh, first impressions on the lineup Sina yeah as you said i think everyone was surprised when we see Nur Afgan and Milad Mohammadi both on the pitch but i mean at the end when we when we go back we see that okay Nur Afgan had a very decent performance uh, although he wasn't is a um, comfortable post i think and and the rest i mean i understand that scotchich wanted to win but i expected to have some rotation on the other um roles as well so we can see other players playing but um he wanted maybe to be safe to go and just win this match as well but still i think um although nur afghan did well i think this is still a question to scotchich because i wasn't convinced with what he said in the uh, in the press conference after the match he just said that i'm happy with my decision we had a we had a plan for this match to use uh, nur afgan 
the thing is Nur Afghan played instead of Shoja Khalilzadeh as you mentioned Shoja is not very good in the build up from the back we know that but Nur Afghan is so so you had a replacement for a player who has a very good um, passing abilities so do you want to switch this from the next matches or was it just a just for this match. So that's that's my question. What was the intention behind it that yeah. you didn't use any of your three center backs on the bench? So when you when you have three center backs and when you have called them up and specifically Siovashiazani, when you have him on all of the training camps, you, you're giving a signal to them that I don't trust you, right? Yeah, definitely. And then I mean, I heard some rumors. We've seen this on, in different uh, medias that they've reported. There are some tensions between Can Oni and Yazdani, and they don't talk to each other in the trainings. I mean, okay, they don't talk with each other. I can understand that. They don't get along with each other. One is from Estelal, the other is from Perspolis. I mean, he's, he, he has been playing in Perspolis. You, 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 you know that there, it, it has been similar situations, for sure, example, in sure. England national team. I can understand that. But if that is the situation in the longer run, it's like a ticking bomb to me. So if Skocic doesn't want to use Yazdani at all, then I don't see a reason to call him up. Yeah, I think I think the I think what what, what I uh, gathered from it was very much the fact that it could be that Yazdani realistically, you know, if we have everyone fit for the World Cup isn't going to be in the squad. That's, a, I think, a reality. I don't think he will make the squad. I think probably Ganji, Majid, Hosseini, um, Khalil Zadin and Kanoni will be the four centre-backs if we have them fit. Hopefully we do. I don't think Yazdani will make it in that, in that regard. And I believe that the potential reason that he did start Nur Afghan was because ultimately he knows that Nur Afghan will go for a fact and he wants to stick with players that he knows are going to be in the team, you know, for sure. So it could be that reason. Uh, Mohamed, what do you think? Well, um, just to touch base on what Sina said, I really agree on uh, what he said. Um, but there's one thing that I wanted to let you know, even regarding when you said Yazdani should have started, I completely agree. Um, he's been training there for a good week. It's now against UAE. He wants to obviously get the three points and obviously... We are always trying to say if we try to get our points uh, and beat Korea as well, we get to pot two. And if we get pot two, it's an easier draw. But every, everyone knows whenever we say we're going to get an easy draw, we get the hardest group in the World Cup. But even this, the same thing happened. I also spoke to Arya about this last week. Before the Iran uh, Iraq game, I believe Karim Mansouraz should have started because even though Tarami is a better player, we all know that he's playing in Europe. He's having a phenomenal year at Porto. I believe Karim Mansurva should have started because he was there training with the rest. But then Tarami comes. I believe everyone's saying he comes. He came to Tehran, I believe, on the same day in the morning. I believe he should have came in the second half. But obviously he scored and uh, the rest is history. But regarding the Yazdani thing, it's the same situation. He's telling the players, is uh, we don't want to create drama in the Timmy Milli. And we all know... Iran national team create drama for themselves. Just like what Sina said, also it's not just uh, Kanoni, it's also Shoja Khalizadeh. If you remember Yazdani Shoja, they've been having uh, like big problems when Sepahan exactly. were playing. So uh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, so I think uh, what Skoji needs to do is allow these players to play and show themselves. But yeah, completely understand. But 
with the lineup, I completely agree with everything except probably Nur Afghan should have started left back because Muharrami, oh boy, I don't understand what happened to him because I thought he would want to, he would have, I thought he would have been coming to Leeds United two, three years ago because I thought he can. You mean Muhammadi or Muharrami? Milad Muhammadi. Uh, Milad Muhammadi. Okay, yeah. Oh, he was amazing two, three seasons ago, honestly. But now I don't understand since what happened to his club. He just he just basically terminated his contract out of nowhere, which I don't understand. But now I'm kind of understanding why, because he's not the same Milad that we know. Yeah. Yeah, Milad's having a tough time, you know, right now. I've said on the, on the previous podcasts, he's not going for a good spell in his career, I think. Uh, although... When he went to AEK, there was some optimism because he was going to be a starter. And he has been a starter this season for AEK. And he hasn't actually been too bad. But, you know, towards the end of his spell at Ghent uh, in the Belgian league, he was going for a very tough, very tough patch. He, was, he wasn't playing well. And the Greek league isn't at a great standard. It's not a particularly strong league overall compared to other leagues in Europe. Um, and I think Nura Afghan has taken his spot there. I really do. I think people will, will maybe disagree with me, but I think Nur Afghan has done quite well when he's played. I don't know why you would uh, criticize him too much. He's not really made many, many defensive errors. He's made a couple, but not as many uh, that I can remember. And then Milad, yeah, you're right. In this game, like the amount of, like he just cleared the ball every single time. He couldn't get a pass right. He couldn't get a pass right at all. Every forward pass, was just going to the goalkeeper or out the pitch. Uh, it wasn't good enough from him, if I'm being honest with you, but we got through it. Um, let's speak about, also, just to, to, to make just a, a correction on what you said, Mohamed. I think Tarami, he, he didn't arrive uh, for this match. He arrived before the Iraq game in the morning. I think it was what we were trying to allude to. But let's just go to the, the first half uh, performance. What did you guys think of it? Ah, oh, the first half was pretty much dull. I'll uh, say, so even though uh, when we scored the goal, I don't know the way we were playing. Um, the passes wasn't great. Even like I said, Milad Mohammadi, there was a couple of times that it was a pretty simple pass he could give to literally anyone. He would just give it. He would basically the passes were. I don't understand. We don't make these kind of mistakes in terms of uh, international level, and um, regarding. The, the team performance, I think it was pretty much dull. We didn't show uh, how we played against Iraq. Against Iraq, the first 10 minutes, like I said to Arya last week, we played really bad. But then after 10 minutes, we showed ourselves. We were attacking, attacking, attacking. Against UAE, it was a bit of a different story. Um, it was not what I expected. But in the end, it was getting better until Muharemi made that silly, silly... Um, tackle yeah uh, we can go through uh, what happened with Muharami uh, after this yeah for sure Sina obviously in the first half you know we, we scored the goal uh, Tony we got the goal and ultimately you know put us in the lead just before half time but up until then you know we were really creating many chances it was quite as Muhammad says it was a little bit dull it was a little bit labour uh, it wasn't very it was labouring you know it, was, it wasn't going anywhere really what were your thoughts on it? Yeah, I agree with you guys. I mean, um, we are we are relying too much on the dynamics between the guys up front. Um, I mean, still, John Bash was really good. Uh, I mean, not as good as he was against Iraq. Um, 
but I mean, we could have seen that they had a lot of rotations with uh, Olizadeh. So, so we could have seen that when Jahan Bakhsh is going to the right and Olizadeh going to the left, that's that's the time that we can create chances. And exactly that was the, the way that we yeah it's that we scored the goal. Um, but I think we, as I said, we are relying too much on Taremi because if you if you look at if you again watch the first half, you can see that Taremi is dropping a lot. And then you don't you don't have anyone up front. So, I mean, I don't think that in the longer run we will play with one striker. We still will go back to use both Taremi and Osmoon. But I think this was a really good test in the past four matches that we either didn't have Taremi or Osmoon. That how we can play with one one striker. I mean, we had the times that we struggle when we have one of one of the striker up front. So when Taremi dropped back and to help the others. I think we, we we were lacking players up front, and um, yeah, I think that that was the issue. Yeah, I think we made a lot of mistakes though, especially in the middle. You know, Isatullah gave me, gave me a couple of silly passes then. Yeah, definitely. You know, just getting through, Moharami going on runs when he really shouldn't be. Um, I thought Nur Afghan and Kanoni played really well throughout the full match. I thought they actually they were probably our two best players. Kanoni and Rafkan, I think they played really well together. They kept it really solid at the back. Didn't really make too many mistakes. Uh, didn't give the ball away too much. Abuzadeh, for me, uh, had a really good game. We'll come on to him in a minute. Um, the goal itself, I want to speak about that. Godos played quite a, an influential part in it. He linked up with Jahan Bash. Uh, Jahan Bash crossed it in. Abuzadeh, uh, header off the post. And then you had the, the, the rebound uh, from Taremi. It was left foot. And, you know, we didn't really see a lot of that, to be honest. We saw some of it towards the end of the game, but we didn't see much of it overall. Uh, Mohamed, what did you think of the goal? Oh, the game, uh, the goal was pretty good. Um, I like the way Jahan Bash uh, interchanged past, past and gave it through. And obviously with the um, goal, obviously people are saying it was a it was a very good goal. But obviously, I think, I think was it Golizade that headed the ball, right? Exactly, yeah, it, was, it was. Yeah, yeah it was, I think he should have done better there. I think uh, because I agree. Of, he should have done better and he should have scored. But uh, if he didn't, probably the game would have finished nil nil. But the goal was pretty good. I really like the goal. I think we have another similar chance in the first half when yeah. they had a similar combination, which ended up with Rolizade uh, shooting uh, from, um, but but it was out wide. I think it was a similar similar link up play between all the players, and Rodus had a. Uh, a critical role on that as well but yeah as you said it was just one or two like that in the first half and not that much in the second half and then coming on to the second half of course quite early on we had a red card for Maharami double yellow card of course um, went for a, a tackle that really shouldn't be making you know a very heavy touch he tried to get to the ball he didn't and uh, just careless just careless just uh, you know not thinking in that in that situation, just being too eager. Um, and yeah, I think careless is pretty much the word to use there, just not being careful with the situation. Um, got the red card, put Iran under pressure. However, I think under pressure is maybe a little bit of an obvious statement. I don't think we were really under pressure as much as we maybe think we were. I don't think Iran really had too much threat. Coming, just quickly speak about the UAE team. Overall, just before we get to the red card, UAE did not capitalize 
on this situation. You really didn't. Didn't didn't, didn't do anything in this game, to be honest with you. You created a, a couple of chances, but Obadza did was pretty safe in goals. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I mean, yeah, as you said, I mean, Scottish also talked that we were under the pressure. And although we were kind of like under the pressure, we had a lot of good chances in the second half as well. Uh, but I agree with you. I mean, we had a low block, almost a low block, but yeah, we didn't give any chances at all to UAE. Yeah. So I think it was a it was a good performance in that sense in a defensive phase. So there's no talk about it, I guess. And then on, on the red card, Mohammed, you know, just talk me through it. Uh, uh, with Muharrem, around two years ago, I told everyone he needs to be Iran's right back. And obviously, since two, uh, it's been now, I believe, nearly a year or two that he's been starting as a right back for Iran, um, he makes a lots of risks, whether if he has the ball, is he, is he out of position, in position. So like you just saw, careless, like Arya said, exactly. Even against, obviously, these oppositions like Iraq, UAE, they're not standards like what we want to go to the World Cup. So if he makes these kind of decisions, such as having the ball, trying to take on players, I think he should stop doing that. He should stop playing with the ball and um, stop making these silly, careless decisions. Uh, but regarding him, I believe he's the best choice for Iran. We don't have any other options, I'll say. I believe Hardan is too young. He, do, he doesn't have the experience at this level. Mohamed has been playing European football, Champions League football, Europa League football. So he's still the man to be the right back for Iran, but he needs to uh, work on his defensive attributes and take l- less risks. I think uh, we've got a fan question here from uh, at Pick Up for Life Ten. He said, "Should Muharami be replaced with another, another right back because his performance was bad?" And then another question we got from at uh, Persian Predicts. He asks, um, "Surely Daniel Esmailifar, who is the Iranian league's best right back, should get a chance to start to to play?" Um, Sina, what do you think of that? Um, I think it would be best if you comment on Esmaili Fali yourself because you, you you know it better than me. Uh, but um, in terms of replacing Moharami, I mean, I agree with Mohamed that he's the best in terms of what we have, but it doesn't mean that we should be satisfied with it because um, in the past five matches, if you put the match against Iraq aside, in which he was phenomenal, he was really good. In the other four matches, he had one big mistake in each of them. And you can't rely on a player like that for the World Cup. I mean, and, and then the, the, the worst part, I think, is that when he was sent off, we treated his absence like that we have lost the goalkeeper. We immediately had a change and we bring, up, and we bring in another uh, right back and we changed the formation. It was, it was totally like uh, that we have lost the goalkeeper. And the problem here is that we don't have any other players on the pitch that have the ability to play on the right back. Right. If we lose our left back, for example, if we lose Milad Mohammadi, then we have um, Omid Nur Afghan, we have Esan Har Safi, and we have Vahid Amiri who, who, who can go to the left, right? But we don't have any other players on the right. So I can understand that Skocic cannot produce any players up until World Cup. But at least when we see that that is the situation, maybe it's the best to try other players there in the training and see what we can do. Because that's that's really terrifying. If we can go with, with this situation on our right back, it's very terrifying to me. Well, let's put it this way. And against uh, South Korea, which I think is going to be our hardest game away from home in Seoul, um, most likely 
we'll see Saleh Hardani start uh, in that match. And that'll be a test for him because, you know, pretty much every single game, I think except one where we had Jafar Salman at right back, Muharami started. So, you know, he has to show himself. If he wants to get to the World Cup, he has to show himself in that game. It's very important for him. The question that we got, obviously, for regarding Daniel Esmailifar, Daniel Esmailifar, when I used to watch him when he was at Zouan, when he went to Tiraktor, uh, now he's at Sepahan, you know, I've watched him throughout his career. He's, he's a very good technical player. He's rapid. He's absolutely, he probably, I'd say he's faster than Milad Mohammadi. Um, and he's also a very good set piece taker. He's good at free kicks. He can have a shot at goal. You know, he used to even be a right winger at, at Zobohan at times, uh, even at Teroktor. Now he's playing it right back more often. For me, Daniel Esmaili Far isn't known for his defensive qualities. He's not any better than Maharami defensively, you know, uh, in my opinion, anyway. I, I think he's a good player. I do think he would be a good option maybe to have on the bench. I don't think he is so much better defensively than Moharami F at all that you would start him over Moharami. I don't see that as the case. Obviously, there is a question of Romero Zoyan. Of course, there is always going to be the question. I get it. I, I understand it. He was a fan favorite. He was at the previous World Cup and the previous uh, two Asian Cups. He's done. As simple as that. I don't want to get into it. We've spoken about it a lot in the past. It's been on, it's on social media. You can go and search about it. He's finished, as far as I'm concerned. Skocic already came out and said that he doesn't like him as a player. It's done. It's a done story. We need to move on. Uh, Ramin Azanian is not going to get called up to the Iranian national team. That's a statement I'm going to make. <laughs> Today's right-backs are Maharami Hardani and potentially Daniel Esmaili Far, maybe Moshtabo Najarian. But other than that, we have to accept it. Hopefully, Moharami does well this season for Dinamo Zagreb. We can see him progress a little bit further in his career. Remember, he's still a young player. If he does better, I'll be happy for him. But let's move on from this topic. Uh, let's go to a, a positive. We had a fantastic performance again by Abuzadeh. Uh, a good point was brought up on the spaces uh, by someone, uh, I think it was Nima, who, who mentioned that, you know, we can't always give him credit because ultimately the teams that we're playing against aren't at a high level. He's not getting the opposition that he would get at the World Cup, sure. But I believe that Abuzadeh has given us a lot of security in these last two games. He's made us feel comfortable at the back uh, having him there, not just as a goalkeeper, but as a footballer, you know, with, the, with, his, with his passing abilities. Um, so, you know, what do you think of that? Yeah, I agree. I mean, the, the bright side is that we have two good goalkeepers now. I mean, that they're, they're competing with each other and we can't rely on both of them. I mean, still, we shouldn't rule out Spayram, but he has more experience uh, than Abed Zadeh in terms of yes. playing in the national team. He had experience in playing the World Cup. So I think that's really good that we have both of them on the pitch. And as you said, Abedzada is really good. Um, uh, from if, if you want to start building up from the back, he's really good. He's really good from uh, passing the ball in the back. But also, Bayram Band can start the matches with his kind of like um, the throw, kind of look like a throw in and look like yeah. a long shot. So I mean, we have that option as well. But I think if Abedzada keeps playing like that in his club and. Also, he promote his team promotes gets the promotion to La Liga next season, and he also keeps playing in La Liga. I mean, that would be a huge difference in terms of the ability, in terms of the experience that he can get up until the World Cup. So oh, sure. I'm so happy that we have both of them, and I'm so happy that Abedzadeh is on the right path. 
but still i think that we should we shouldn't rule out Bayron because of the experience and also if we think that Skocic will go with Shoja and Kanani for the rest, which I hope he doesn't, and he's still uh, thinking about um, Majid Hosseini and um, Mortaza Pureli but still, Bayron Band is, has been with those two guys for a longer time. So that's still a good option. But as I said, if Abed Zadeh keeps playing like that for his club, it would be a very safe option for me. Mohamed? Firstly, let me say with Abed Zadeh, he his ball playing ability it surprised me to be fair um we don't we never had a goalkeeper like him uh if we go back to Mizapu, he was not really good with the ball if we go back to rahmati if we go to, back to rahmana uh, ahmadi all of these goalkeepers they were not really good with the ball he's a surprise this he is a very good goalkeeper i believe and regarding Beranfan, i think he is uh technically Iran's best goalkeeper, but I tend to believe, obviously, this is my personal opinion. When you don't play for your club, this is why I think, I think he made the wrong choice going to Portugal now. He should have been, um, the club should, that he he should have went to, should have told him, listen, you will be our first goalkeeper. I don't know, it's based on injuries, based on how he's doing in training or so on. He's not playing. So if he's not playing and you see another player who is, doing really well i don't know today i saw that he's been linked with uh Sevilla in uh, la liga even if he's been linked to these kind of clubs in la liga say if he doesn't go he'll go people are talking about him in in spain but with Bayron vant i agree with cena he's got the experience behind him but if you're not playing um club football week in week out and you expect to start at the world cup that's gonna leave a bit of a problem for me and i believe orbits are the sh- this isn't time to actually showcase his skills and acquisition to obviously go further and be Iran's number one. But it's 50-50. If Bayron Van starts playing for his club every week, I think it's Bayron Van's. But if not, I'll give it to Abu Zadeh. I disagree. I think I think Abu Zadeh, that the current form he's in, I just don't think he's replaceable. I think it's tough to replace him. In my opinion, I think he's He's oozing confidence right now. I mean, his his demeanour on the pitch, his, his leadership qualities at the back, I don't, I don't see it, but it could happen, you know, because I think Bayron Van, as Sina said, is, a, is an incredible goalkeeper. He's got such a range of of um, of movement, and it could easily be his uh, spot at the World Cup, you know, or uh, Amir. So we'll, we'll see. It's great to have two solid, solid goalkeepers, and then, of course you got Niaz Man, which always a great third option. Um, okay, let's move on to our defense. Um, uh, in the middle, we had Kanani and Nur Afghan. Kanani had a really good game. I think uh, I have to give him more credit. I think, again, he's showing that, yes, he's he's more... Uh, he's doing better than we expected of him in, in, in these qualifiers, uh, Mohamed? Definitely, definitely. Um, he's actually surprised me a bit. Uh, I didn't think he's um, this good to be fair because when he was a couple of years back when he was playing against uzbekistan he was trying um college was giving him a chance when i believe he was playing for Estaglal at that time obviously he had a couple of he was actually injuries. playing for machin sazi at that time not mistaken okay then if yeah. he's playing for Mashin Sazi, he got a few injuries and niggles and then when he went paris police i didn't think he's going to do what he did at paris police and now at iran he's performing really really well i believe he is right now <laughs> He's right now Iran's best defender because we haven't seen Majid Hosseini. Uh, I, I really am a top admirer of Majid Hosseini's ball playing ability and what he did in the World Cup was phenomenal. But 
he's not been getting a chance uh, as a surprise. But if Kanin starts like this, I think he will be a starter and probably Puri Ali Genji with him. Yeah, I think um, he hadn't. He had been in a good form in all of the matches that he played for us. And yeah, as Mohamed mentioned, he was uh, Carlos Kiro's first choice in Asian Cup as well. Um, yeah, but but I don't still like his morale in the team in the group. But I but but still I believe that he should be he should be a starter and we should change his partner in defense. But I don't see that happening with what we saw already from Skocic in the last, I don't know, 10 matches or so. Yeah. So because he didn't give a single chance to Majid Hosseini so far. Uh, I think he just played against Uzbek, Uzbekistan and Bosnia in the friendly matches two played, years ago. I think he played the 45 minutes against uh, Cambodia. Cambodia, exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah, 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 true, true. You're right. But um, yeah, as I said, I still, um, I still think he would be the first choice. But yeah, as I mentioned, it's I don't really like his morale in the team and all the controversies that he's causing. Yeah, uh, it, it it needs to be managed. I mean, I don't yeah. I don't say that he shouldn't play because of that. I believe that it should be managed by the team and by the coach uh, to prevent any any things like that. That people start saying that they they don't have good chem. There is no good chemistry yeah. between him and Yazdani because of everything that has happened. These these, these are all the dramas that they, we don't want, as Mohammed said in the beginning of the podcast. Yeah, for sure, and I completely agree. Um, just before we 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 go to fan questions, we've got a few more things we're going to speak about. First thing is left back situation. As as we said at the start of the podcast, uh, you know we're speaking about the lineup. Milad Mahmadi, I don't know. I just don't know if he's if he's there right now. I think he's kind of struggling. Is Nur Afghan the guy? Yeah, with Nur Afghan, hundred uh, percent. When he first, I believe, started uh, playing, I think it was against Iraq. But the first time when we beat them three 0 that everyone was surprised. Yeah, Nur Afghan playing a left back, even including me. Um, with Milad, I thought obviously with obviously some injuries, him leaving his club, like I said, um, playing now in Greece, which is not a very competitive league compared to Belgium. Uh, I always thought Milad's place is still safe, but not now. Uh, Nurafkan, his ball playing ability is really impressive. He knows how to uh, cut uh, the midfield play and give good pass to our wingers. And he has a very, I don't know if you guys noticed, he has a very good... Uh, Connection with Amiri, Vaida Amiri. Yes, yes, definitely. Very good. So they play really well with each other. But Milad, oh boy, where can I start? The game, yes, the, the game against UAE was, I don't know. He, I think he was the worst player on the pitch. Even Muharrami's mistake, I'll still say um, Milad, uh, um, Muharrami was not the Milad that I know. A couple of years ago, like I said, I thought he can play in the Premier League with Leeds United. I don't know if he was linked with them or so on. I believe he could have went higher. But now, I don't think I don't think he can even be on the plane to go to uh, the World Cup. Wow. Sina? What, Sina also, what do you think of Mohamed Naderi? Yeah, that's that's a good point. I mean, um, I, I just watched one or two matches of him in, in, in Turkish Super League. But he he was a really good player last season for Estaglal as well. I'm really surprised that he he's not even getting called up. I mean, if um, Jafar Salmani was getting called up by Skocic before, yeah. I mean, I'm pretty sure he's so much better than Jafar Salmani at the moment. Even though Salmani has been 
starter for Estherlal in the last season, but he's he doesn't have the quality to be in Team Melli, and I'm pretty sure now that he has a better form. But um, but I completely agree. I mean, I think Nur Afghan is the best left back that we have at the moment in comparison to the others. But I mean, as I said in the in the in the middle of the pod, we had other options if we misses him due to some injuries or or suspension or anything like that. The only thing that I'm a little bit doubtful about him is his anger management because we've seen before that, specifically in Persian league, that sometimes he loses his control, he gets into the fights, that he might get some yellow card and red card. I think in the um, in the first leg against Iraq or it was from against UAE, the same situation happened as well. He, he's getting better and better, but still I'm a little bit doubtful about that from that perspective. So if he gets better in that sense, I think he would be the best choice at the moment. What I really like about Nur Afghan is how much he's actually improved as a footballer. Because you look at him when he was playing for the U23s for Iran, he was the captain for that team. He wasn't exactly. he wasn't so good. He was good, but he wasn't like outstanding. But now you look at him for Sepohan, he's at left back now. He's 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 not only has he matured as a footballer, but he's also he's become so well-rounded as a footballer as well. You know, now he's playing in centre-back for the national team in the World Cup qualifier. He's doing well. I think he's become a much, much better player overall. I think left-back really suits him. I don't know if he was really that that suited for a midfield role so much. The way he plays at left-back, I really think really suits him. Not that he could come in for Milad Mohamed. I could see that happening. Um, but yeah, I think, uh, I think Noura Afghan will move in the summer. I think Noura Afghan will get a European uh, summer move. Charlevoix didn't work for him, but I think uh, this time around, I think he'll do well in, in a European league. Um, last uh, point I want to make is regarding uh, Zadeh, who, let's be honest, he had a really poor performance in this game. You know, he he didn't do badly in the first half. He was okay here and there. Obviously, he was involved in the goal, but especially towards the end of the second half, towards the end of the match itself. Just, I don't know, he just seemed a little bit distant from the, from the players. He wasn't, he was being a little bit selfish. He was being a little bit annoying, to be honest with you, in some in some aspects. He wasn't passing the ball to Tarami. Yes, he, he has the skills. I mean, look, that, that chance when he was running past everyone, he, like he did a, a couple of skills and then he went through and, he, and, he, and his shot went over the bar. He should have passed, but the skills were unbelievable. It's just the end product for him, really. I think he has everything. It's just he needs to be a bit more patient with the way he plays. I think he's a little bit, he wants to rush things. He wants to do too much sometimes. What do you think, Sina? Um, I think he had a, he still had a good match, I think. I don't, I don't see his performance yeah, he wasn't as you mentioned. That bad. Yeah, it wasn't that bad, but just not the standard that we expect of him. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So I think he had a good, uh, even if you look at the data, um, he still had a good performance in that sense. But as you said, he missed a lot of chances. And I believe he was really pissed off that he missed that chance in the first half before the goal that we scored. So he just hit the bar and then he was really pissed off that he didn't score. So he wanted to kind of like score the second goal himself. But um, I don't think that we should get, get away that easily because he missed two big chances Taremi assisted him at the last minute perfectly. He missed, he missed the sitter. That could have cost us points. And just, just, just try to remember what happened a couple of years ago in Champions League between Liverpool and Barcelona. That in the first leg, when Barcelona was ahead with three goals, 
and Osman Dembele missed a completely similar chance against Liverpool. And then in the in the second leg, they lost with four goals and they were out of Champions League. If they have qualified from quarterfinal to semifinal and they could have become champion, maybe the whole narrative about Barcelona could have been changed. So what I'm saying is that all of these chances that you get are important. Even if you are if you are qualified to the World Cup, you should train that. You should be um, you, you should have the responsibility for the whole team to use all of these chances. We don't get that many chances in the World Cup. We cannot uh, have like we cannot be like that. Even Mehdi Taremi had a perfect chance that he missed. So I, I was really pissed off. Oh, like I said, we were, the the header that he had um, when he hit the post that he should have scored that. Uh, and unluckily, Mehdi Taremi scored the rebound. But I don't know about you guys, but. Kolizad in the last couple of games that he's been playing for Iran, when he's been starting for Iran, sometimes he just, I, I don't know where he is. Like, he's, he just ghosts. I don't know if, if, if you guys can send that. Uh, like, he, I don't know where he's playing. Like, he's not there. Um, but sometimes he just does magic. Like you just said, Arya and Sina, he would just skill up two, three players. He would try uh, go through two, three players and try, like against Syria, I believe. He scored, I think he skilled up two, three players. He brought down two Syrians and scored, which was a phenomenal goal. But sometimes he's not there. Like that's what I feel like in a in a World Cup against a big opposition. Say if we play France, for example, I don't think uh, we need that kind of play. We need yeah. more of of an engine in the midfield. You know, uh, like you know, Amiri. You know what he needs, Ali. He needs European higher standard football. He needs to go to a better league. It has to happen. The Belgian league. I think he's kind of getting away with things there too easy for him. I think he has to go to a league where it's going to challenge him a little bit. You know, I, I just think when he plays against opposition, that's too easy. He gets a little bit too overconfident. That's I think that's the problem with him. I think when he goes to a league that's going to challenge him, it will be a different level for him. Yeah, I, I agree with you. He, he, he should see what happens to cover his Cover is he was phenomenal two two or three seasons ago and he stayed there and you you, you can see what happened to him he he, he doesn't even um have any chances in Temeli. but about Holizade, i think we have other good wingers as well they should they should get time to play Sayad Manish. Sayad exactly Manish. He, he will come and 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 even i mean yeah we didn't have um this uh, this uh, these two matches but still i think the holizade is becoming too comfortable in that position he should be challenged with the other ringers we have we have other players that can play um there so i would love to see a lawyer start for a run i would love to see i think he would do so well against some of these asian teams i think if we play against lebanon uh, in march I'd love to see him play in that match. I think he would do unbelievably well. Last point I'm going to make. Just one, just yep. one more point, sure. Arya. Just we should just give credit to Olizade for the pass that he gave to Jahan Bash before the first goal. It was yes. really good. It was like it a was. diagonal pass. So I, I should, I should, I should think that we, should, uh, I think that no, we should give credit. As I said, to him. I don't think he had a bad game. I just think overall, we expect a little bit better from him. You know, I, I want to see him go to a higher level in, in, in football as well. But okay, let's move on to the last topic before we go to fan questions. Just briefly, guys, not going to spend too much time on this. Osmond to Leverkusen. Uh, I want to get your thoughts. Oh, it's a good move, definitely. Um, he's going to Germany. Look, I have a lot of English friends, I'll say foreign friends uh, who are not Iranian. Every year I used to tell them, 
this is his year. This is his year. Guys, guys, he's going. He's going. He's going to go to a better league. (laughs) And every time they say, oh, okay, let's see now. And then finally, now he's in Germany. Um, I'm happy. Look, the team that he's gone to, they're going to play Champions League football next year, which is good. He wants to play in the Champions League. But I think he should have played with a better... I, I think he could have went to a better team because he's doing a pre-contract. So really? He can, uh, like who? I, look, I don't understand why other clubs... Like, I'll say, give you, I'll give you an example. AC Milan. Uh, oh, AC Milan, not going to sign him. I'm an AC no, Milan but, fan. I'm, I guarantee no, you that. Okay, but he, he's, he's, he's for free. Like, he, he, you're not paying any... Like, obviously, I believe in the summer... Uh, Bayer Leverkusen wanted 17 million they bidded or 15 million they're not paying a penny they're obviously just paying for the agent fees and all that but yeah. I feel that he should have went I'm just the, club, the, club that's, the club that he got linked with quite heavily was Juventus but I just don't think he would have done much I don't think I don't think he would have played there I'm being honest with you. I, I really don't I don't think he would have played over Morata Morata's having a good season in Serie A I just but don't do think you he, think? Would you think he will play at Bayern level because they got a yeah? I do. Striker. I do. They, I think they got he will. A phenomenal striker. I think. I think the Bundesliga is a very good league for him. I think he will progress in his career. I think he will improve as a footballer. And yes, like Patrick Schick will push him, but I think he'll push him just enough. You know, I think he'll put. I thought. I, I just think Allegri as a manager wouldn't have got the best out of him. But I think Leverkusen as a club will get the best out of him. I think Patrick Schick will just be a little bit enough competition to get the best out of, of Osmond. See now? No, I think he, he made a good choice because um, I agree with Mama that it would be very exciting for us to see him playing in Serie A with Juventus or Milan. But I think mentally he was prepared to go to Germany from the summer. Uh, I, I got a feeling that he was in contact with them even from the summer. And uh, I think so he was prepared. Uh, going to Milan or Juventus was just something that happened maybe two weeks ago that Juventus tried to sign a striker. So I think he was mentally prepared to go to Germany. And I, th- I still think it's a good move. Although Patrick Schick is in a good form, and I don't see that he will replace him. But um, I think uh, Lucas Alario will, will leave uh, Leverkusen at the end of the season. So... As a sporting director of Leverkusen mentioned, they didn't buy him to be a replacement for Schick. They want to use both of them. And also remember that Florian Wirtz is playing phenomenal for Leverkusen. Just imagine having him behind you up there. He would create a lot of chances for him, I think. So I'm really excited to see him uh, next season. I don't think he will play that much this season, maybe, because it takes time uh, for him to adapt, probably. And it's a very important season for Leverkusen because they want to get back to Champions League. But I think now it's up to him. He just he just has to prove himself. He's this is the chance for him. Hundred percent. Okay, fan questions, guys. Uh, only gonna go for a couple. We don't. We're kind of running out of time now. Uh, we had the f- one question that was quite interesting from at J Bagaston. Uh, he asks, uh, we talk about the other teams that are not are not challenging. You know, we're winning comfortably against these teams like UAE, Lebanon, for example. But we aren't. We're we're playing comfortably. We aren't winning three or four. No, you know, we're only winning by small margins. Um. Why is that? Well, I think we talked a little bit about the situation that we don't score goals and we don't use our opportunities. I think if we, if we have, I mean, specifically against Iraq, we had a lot of chances that we missed. But still, we had good results against Syria, against Iraq in the first leg. 
Um, and yeah, we, we are. This has been the case even in uh, when we when we had Carlos Queiroz. We we win with this with one goal or two goal margins. But I think the most important thing is that against this team, at least we don't give that much opportunity to them. So yes. it doesn't matter if we go with one nil or two nil. So that's not important that much. But we should see how we can play against other Asian big teams like Japan or Saudi Arabia if we get the chance to play against them and also in the other friendly matches like against any African team. But I'm, I'm, I don't argue that much against uh, this, that we don't win with that many goals. We should still use our opportunities. We should score when we have the opportunity. But since we, have, we don't concede any goals, I'm, I'm, I'm happy. We got a question very quickly from uh, at one man arm at one underscore army. He asks regarding uh, regarding Prali Ganji and Salmani. Uh, Prali Ganji is back. He'll be back for the next camp, hopefully. Uh, Yossin Salmani, I think he'll be back as well. So we'll see what happens. Um, also, we got a question here um, regarding the federation, regarding the friendlies, Muhammad. What do what do we have to do from here to to to, to November? Oh, it's pretty basic. Uh, face question. Sorry, the question comes from at K Amiresoni. Well, it's pretty basic because we're gonna have to play against better oppositions. Um, I don't know, but every time we play against, we go to the World Cup, we play against Lithuania. I believe. I think if it was Lithuania, we should not play against these kind of teams. The teams. All right, we're not gonna get the chance to play against the France, the Englands, the Germanys, but hopefully get a team like Croatia. Or hopefully get a team like. Um, uh, an African team like uh, what Carlos Kerish did, he's got a friendly against Algeria. I think if we get friendly against Algeria, if we can get friendly against Egypt, Carlos Kerish is the manager right now, it'd be brilliant. But if we, again, <laughs> everyone says Uzbekistan again, let's get another two friendlies against Uzbekistan. That's not going to do us anything, <laughs> any good. We need to play against better oppositions to obviously allow the players to understand what the World Cup really means, what the World Cup is. And hopefully, the Federation can give us one or two games, hopefully. I hope so. I really hope so. Um, guys, I uh, appreciate your time. Sina from Radio Offside, Mohammed from Tupo Tax. Go and follow them, subscribe to them on YouTube and on their, on their other platforms. I uh, appreciate all the fan questions. Make sure you always send them. If you didn't answer your fan question, uh, we'll, we'll, it's just not run, running out of time. We'll try and do it for the next podcast. Next match is going to be against South Korea and Seoul on March 24th, followed by uh, March 29th against Lebanon and Ozzy Stadium. Our final qualification match. We'll be back for more interviews with, with maybe some national team players. We'll see. Um, and some more podcasts very, very soon. Stay tuned and follow us on all social media and all podcast platforms. Thanks for listening and we'll see you all very soon. Guys, thanks very much for coming on. Thank you so much, Arya. It was a pleasure to be here. And thanks, Mohamed. It was good to talk to you on the pod. I just had one quick comment on Team Melly. We, I think we should start focusing on our on using set pieces because I think we have only scored three goals on set pieces yeah. from, from the time that Scotches came. We had like 13 corners in the past two matches and we are not using them. That's that's something that we should work on that. I totally agree. Mohamed, thanks very much for coming on, man. Thank you so much, Arya. It's good to talk to Sina and hopefully Iran wins the group first and hopefully we get pop two. All the best. Thank you very much and we'll see you next time.
Hey, this is Arash Markazi from ESPN, and you're listening to Golbezat, your one-stop shop for all your Iranian soccer news.